Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. All right, friends, if you are approaching the end of the year in that, you know, can't wait for this to be over. Let's just get through these last couple of weeks. And then I'm going to start all over January 1st. I want to encourage you to really listen up here today because I've got a little homework assignment for you. And going through this simple exercise at the end of the year, it can be a complete game changer for how you show up in the new year. It's simple, but extremely powerful. So let's go ahead and jump in. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. Just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. We are getting close to the end of the year. It's hard to believe. I look back over this year, it feels like I've packed an entire lifetime into these 12 months. And I've been reaching out to a couple people, family, friends, et cetera, and we're kind of you know asking people, what are your thoughts as we're wrapping up this year? And the responses don't surprise me. And they are what are pretty typical that I hear whenever I kind of have these conversations as we get close to a year end. Usually, the responses that people have are kind of like, I just, I'm so ready for this year to be over, ready for that fresh start for next year, even if it's been a great year. And keep in mind, this usually happens because we're having these conversations when we're right in the throes of prepping for, you know, all of the end of the year holidays, we're rolling into time off from school, some of us are dealing with cold weather changes, all of that, that no matter how amazing the last 11 months are, a lot of people, as we get to this point here in December, where it's just this, man, I just can't wait for this year to be over, you know, fresh start for next year. But I want to talk about two really important things that I don't want you to skip over in this kind of effort to just finish the year and get a fresh start for next year. And there are two things that I do every single year without fail. 
Now, I'm really excited about the community of women that have joined the Palooza for next year. I'll have some information for you at the end of this episode. So stay tuned because I've put together an entire yearly planning guide for them. And they're going to be doing a much more, they're actually doing it right now, deep dive process in looking back over the last year. But I want to make sure everyone understands two key important things that you really should take the time to sit down pencil to paper, pen to paper, and put some real thought into these two questions. First is, and this is what most people skip over, what did you love about this last year? What are things that you want to celebrate? What are things that went well? What are things that you are proud of? What are things that you want to make sure you continue to do in the upcoming year. And you know that might require making some shifts so that you can make sure you continue doing whatever those activities were into the new year. Now, if you use my top planner, you know how important <laughs> I believe celebrating these successes are. It's something I coach people to do every week on their weekly success tracker. And I also encourage them to do on a monthly basis on the monthly success tracker. So if you've been using the top planner all last year, guess what? Here's what you're going to do. Go pull out the last 12 months of your planner and go review every single weekly success tracker and monthly success tracker, because that is going to be a great reminder for you of all of the things that went really, really well. It's hard to remember back to what we were doing last January, right? Now, if you don't use the top planner and you haven't been been keeping up with these success trackers, go to whatever planner you use and just go back and kind of scan what was going on in January, what was going on in February to help you jog your memory, maybe trips that you took that you would love to repeat, maybe some big wins that you had, goals that you hit, new routines that you put in place. So let's not be in such a hurry to just go, oh, I'm wait for this year to end and start it on the next one without capturing and celebrating all of the good that happened over this last year. Now, coupled with that, this is what most people, if they're going to do anything, they're, they do this part, but maybe not in quite the right way. We also want to look over the last year and say, what are things that I would like to make sure I don't bring forward into the new year. Now, a lot of people will, as they're wrapping up the year, all that we remember are the things that we didn't like, right? We start beating ourselves up on the goals that we didn't hit, the activities that we didn't finish, the things that we didn't start, all the things that we didn't like. And we set foot into the new year in this place of negativity and just a kind of, eh, we're not feeling very excited. It's almost like this relief of, I kind of collapsed over the finish line and I just want to forget about it. But there is so many good nuggets to pull from when we approach the things that didn't go the way we liked, when we can look at it from a place of, how do I want to do this differently in the future? Or maybe what do I just want to bless and leave behind and say, yeah, that wasn't great. And you know what? Just going to leave that in the past. And I'm not going to let that dictate or ruin the future. Now, if you know pro athletes, there is a reason why they always have their, their events or their games videotaped. And then you see the team or the coach 
watching all of that footage after the game. If they lose a game, they don't just forget about it and move on. They're going back and re-watching it to look at what went well. What do we need to do different? What do we need to train on? What do we need to tweak? What do we need to you know, tackle differently moving forward? So if you could kind of put that lens on, imagine you are the coach of you, which you are, and now you're going to go back and look over the past year with both what are the things that you're going to celebrate and acknowledge and make sure that you're creating space for to continue doing in the new year versus what changes, adjustments, et cetera, do you want to make or what things do you just want to say thank you and leave behind? And when you do this, instead of just saying, forget it, I can't wait till January 1st to get a fresh start, you are going to approach how you show up in the new year very differently. Whether you realize it or not, going through that exercise is going to help rewire your brain and set you up for success. Now, if you would like some help kind of getting a roadmap in place for 2022, here's what I want you to do. First, take the time to go through those two questions that I just gave you here today. And then second, you can come join the quarterly planning Planapalooza workshop that is going down right at the beginning of January. It is a half-day workshop. Everybody inside my Planapalooza membership is going to be there, but I'm also opening this up to others that would like to come join. So if you want the info on that, you can just go to megansummerl.com forward slash plan. I've got all the info of what exactly we're going to be doing for that workshop the price for it, availability of replays, et cetera. And if you have any questions that are not covered there, please don't hesitate to reach out. But first, do your homework that I just gave you today. And let's set this up to end the year in a really good place together. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.